Hello, and welcome to a show of their own, Sports and Life with Morgan and Laura. I'm Morgan. And I'm Laura, and I think we're going to do a pretty snappy episode this week. So Morgan, why don't you get us started off with baseball? Yeah, so just a few brief notes. Uh, MLB is supposedly cracking down on the use of foreign substances for pitchers. Um, Apparently that's been a big issue this season, which I don't really know how they can tell considering they uh, unjuiced the balls. So whatever. I think to me, probably also because I pay more attention just to him being an awful person, but Trevor Bauer, um, it's been pointed out that since MLB kind of announced that they would be putting more um, emphasis on making sure there's no foreign substances being used. His, uh, what's it called, uh, spin rate on some of his pitches have gone down significantly. And if you remember from, I think it was this season, at the beginning of this season, maybe during spring training, I had mentioned that uh his Cy Young season he his spin rate was significantly higher and he seems to associate high uh spin rate with foreign substances so it's kind of interesting that his has lowered since MLB has talked about um being a more strict on that I did read um an article on The Athletic from Rosenthal about how and the this is the plan. It's not set yet, but it sounds like they are going to basically have his words, not mine, a TSA type check on pitchers, um, not in view of fans, but it'll be like behind the scenes type. And it's basically going to be the same person that like makes sure no one's using the video monitoring for cheating purposes. But they said the downfall to that is it's only the pitchers being checked. So it doesn't really stop anyone from getting foreign substances while they're on the field slash getting it from a coach or teammate. So surprising to no one that MLB has not fully thought through something. The other thing that I brief note that I wanted to, well, two brief stats that I wanted to mention. One will lead right into the next topic, but first I thought it was interesting because I feel like it's kind of hard to have a new stat, like a first time in history something has been done in a sport that's been played for over 100 years, but the Blue Jays managed to do that, and on Sunday's game they played at Boston They hit eight home runs, which is the most by visiting team in Fenway history, which considering Fenway is one of the oldest ballparks, I feel like that's super significant and kind of crazy. Kind of surprised that hasn't happened before. I feel like the Yankees should have done it sooner. But uh, then last night I was half watching ESPN and they mentioned a stat that I did not fully catch, but I'm pretty sure I got the gist of it the Yankees have (laughs) fallen hard and their probability of making it to playoffs has gone down significantly just in like the last month yesterday they said their probability was below 50 percent chance of making the playoffs and I can't remember if they said in the last five years or since 2013 I again I was half listening but I still feel like that's kind of crazy because 
The Yankees, like, looking at their roster is pretty stacked, but they've been injured a lot. Okay, so so conspiracy theory tinfoil yes. hat time. Is, was it really that the Miami Marlins weren't good, or is it just wherever Stanton goes, the team always looks better on paper than they are? That's I mean, my conspiracy theory. I feel like that's a good theory, considering he, he's I, a common I, denominator. And I don't think he's played a full season as a Yankee yet. But yeah, but you always look like, what do you say when you said, like, the Marlins? You said Stanton, Yelich, you said those kind of people. And now with the Yankees, you say Stanton, Judge. Like, he's one of the names you say, and he's hurt a lot. And he's cursed. He has some of the John Carlos Stanton curse, apparently. (laughs) Um, Also, they're now, I believe, fourth place in their division which is kind of insane because I, I mean a few I mean I know Toronto's been in playoffs they played the Rangers in 2015 and 16 so it's not like they're that far removed from being in the playoffs and they were in it last year but the fact that the Yankees are only better than Baltimore in their division is kind of insane. granted there's 10 game difference in the standings between where the Yankees are and where Baltimore is but the Yankees have a negative seven run differential, and I don't know. I just, again, you go back to the roster. You feel like their run differential should be positive and way higher because Bronx Bombers. Like, it just, you can't have that nickname and have a negative run differential. It's just not allowed. Um, so if playoffs were to happen today, today's Monday the 14th, obviously there are some games being played right now, so that. As of recording this and what my standings say, uh, the playoffs division winners would be Tampa Bay for the AL East, Chicago White Sox for AL Central, and the Oakland A's for the AL West division. And the wild card game, because remember, I had to be reminded of that this week, it is not a wild card series like it was last year. They moved it back to just one game, which is stupid, but they didn't ask me. It wouldn't be the MLB if there wasn't something stupid. Right. I don't know why they decided let's have a wild card series just because of COVID. Like, well, that was like the DH thing. Like, let's do it, but then let's not do it. Like, right. It's like, what, what, how did that really like change just because of COVID? Like, how did COVID have that impact on that? Makes no sense. Um, but the AL wildcard teams would be the Boston Red Sox and Houston Astros. The interesting thing is, uh, the next three spots for wild card are Cleveland Indians, Toronto Blue Jays, and the Los Angeles Angels in that order. And Toronto is the only one of those three with a positive run differential by quite a bit. Cleveland is negative eight, Angels are negative 16, and Toronto is plus 50. So kind of interesting. I, I'm also surprised Cleveland's that high on the list considering I feel like my last update, they were awful um but Cleveland's only five and a half games back from Chicago which is interesting because I think last time we talked about there was a huge difference between them Oakland also has two games on Houston which is good because I don't want Houston in the playoffs but uh if you'll remember the last time I did the updates and I went I ragged on Colorado and Arizona because they're like 15 games out 
And at the time, the Rangers were only eight games out. And I was like, well, at least they're not. They feel in spitting distance. It's fine. The Rangers are now 14 and a half games back in the division. So that's great for me. Um, And currently, everyone else in the division is on a winning streak. The Angels have won six games in a row. Oakland's won three games in a row. The Rangers are on a one-game losing streak. We we don't need to talk about that. Um, And then... Sorry if I'm talking really fast. I just like I just kind of heard myself. <laughs> it's been a while since we've recorded, and now I'm like I have to say it all right now. I get everything out, yeah. <laughs> um, the NL division is a little more interesting right now, um, which I kind of feel like it always pans out that way. I don't really know why, but I just always feel like the NL division has more possible ties, more possible chaos for the last day. Uh, the season like that's always the league that's like team chaos um because if this season ended San Francisco Giants would be winning the West the Cubs and Milwaukee are both tied for the lead in the central which means the loser of that would be the second wild card and I believe when it's that it's uh season series records between the that two. would make sense if it was that was the first tiebreaker and I would think Chicago would win that I don't again I'm not a big NL person so I don't really know but I'm just I've heard more about the Cubs this Chicago year than the Brewers has, Milwaukee's been hot lately yeah Cubs have kind of been consistent more longer term I don't yeah. actually know if um Chicago has played Milwaukee that much this season which, interesting by the way so my mom and I are going on a vacation to Wisconsin and the Cubs are in Milwaukee like when we're coming Ooh, back fun. so we may just like stop go to a game yeah and definitely do that and we're both vaccinated so all good yes. that that should have been obvious that should be yes. implied but gonna put that out there <laughs> um I will also say that me saying I haven't heard much about the Brewers could also just be that the Cubs are one of those teams that national broadcasters talk about more kind of like the Dodgers are always talked about uh Cubs Cardinals you know the old classic teams the Yankees Boston those are always the ones that get the Sunday game so it could just be that too um our friends the New York Mets are number one in the east for the NL which is interesting um the top three uh what are top three teams just behind wild card um uh a wild card spot also interesting San Diego which kind of which makes sense I mean I feel like they've been hot for a while and they were really great last year so it's kind of expected that they'd be right on the tail of some wild card teams and even the Dodgers uh but the two right after them interesting is Cincinnati and Philadelphia which I would not have guessed to be there especially Cincinnati because I guess they're quietly doing very well. Um, again, they're kind of like Milwaukee. They don't get talked about that much, but I just assume if they're not being talked about, they're not doing great. Um, Philadelphia. I mean, it, it's interesting because like back to run differential, San Diego's plus 67. Cincinnati's negative 10. Philadelphia's negative five. However, Miami is one, two, three, four, five, six spots back. And they have, they're the only one out of wild card that has a positive run differential. I just, I find that so fascinating. We have that in hockey sometimes where you look and you're like, how are any of these teams good? Yeah, it just, 
makes no sense because you would just it should be if you have a positive run differential you should be closer to the top like it just again we did like there was that time where new york rangers beat the uh beat the flyers in two games by a combined like 30 to 2 or something insane like that and so it made made the goal differential look a lot worse than it actually was that's very true because now that I'm thinking about it the Rangers just played the Dodgers this past weekend and they lost Friday's game 12 to 1 and then won Saturday's game 12 to 1 so So that's a zero run difference yeah um also the Dodgers have a plus 91 run differential right now but they've been playing bad against the Giants which is why the Giants are ahead of them in the division I believe the Giants just beat the Dodgers in LA a few weeks ago for like the first time in a couple years um which that's a kind of fun rivalry but I feel like hasn't been very strong lately because the Dodgers have just demolished that division cyclical because it was like the giant or the Giants were really good and they had their dominance and then now it's been the Dodgers but it doesn't seem like they were it kind of seems like when the Giants were tapering off is when the Dodgers were getting better yeah it hasn't like overlapped which I think this year it could overlap and that would be super fun. Um, and then I guess if you want to talk real quickly about the teams that are like <laughs> way out of it, Baltimore and the Rangers are pretty much, I mean, they're four, Baltimore's 14 and a half games back of a wild card spot and the Rangers are 12 and a half. I think the surprise in the bottom three teams would be Minnesota. They're 11 games back and I feel like they should be in a wild card spot. It's weird because I also feel like they didn't do much in the off season as far as lose. Minnesota's weird though because pieces. they had they would have great regular seasons and then just get swept. Like they haven't run won a playoff game yeah. in some insane amount of years despite making the playoffs. Yeah. So it kind of seems like they're just doing it a little earlier now. Yeah. Um and the bottom 3 teams in the NL is Arizona's last they are 18 and a half games back and currently on a 10 game losing streak then it's Pittsburgh which they've had a lot of issues just over this past weekend they had like so many blunders fielding never and forget baseball. never forget the whole Javi Baez getting into a rundown that didn't even need to happen to first base because the guy could have just stepped on the bag allowing yeah. a runner to steal home that's yeah. one of the greatest they've- They've had some issues lately. Uh, They're kind of then, like taking the mantle from the Mets. Truly, which I mean, I'm sure the Mets are super happy about that. And Colorado also bottom three. They're 13 and a half games out. They've lost the last four. Colorado is so weird to me because I just feel like they should dominate their home games just because their ballpark is so unusual, which I guess they kind of have because their home record is 20 and 14 and their away record is 5 and 27 so I guess they are dominating at home and then on the road they just cannot figure it out um which really sucks because I always I don't know why I have a soft spot for Colorado both in hockey and baseball I truly don't know why I know baseball at one point was because Ian Desmond and then they had Nolan Arenado now neither of them play for them Maybe it's the purple uniforms. The, the uniforms for both teams are fire. Yeah. So I, maybe that's myself. So I also, the Colorado ballpark, like you get the mountains in the background. So 
maybe them. Yeah. I just would All like to game see is them. Gonna be so cool. So and they good. were talking and about I, this on the ESPN broadcast tonight. Home Run Derby. They should just make the Home Run Derby in Colorado every year because, like, yes. we want to see a lot of home runs. Yes. Juice the balls for the Home Run Derby. It doesn't mean anything anyway. People just want it's like the slam dunk contest. Like, yes. who cares about traveling in a slam dunk contest? Right. Just, just hit the home runs. I just want to see a home run get hit literally out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um. I did have one baseball story I wanted to bring yes. to you. I just think this is baffling and I need someone to <laughs> Jacob DeGrom. It's late enough in the season. What he's doing is absolutely mind blowing. Yes. His ERA is 0.56. And at the same time, his ERA is 0.56. He himself is batting 400. Oh he, is he has 10 hits and 25 at bats. That is insane that's great for a pitcher I mean it's great for anybody actually yeah it's it's, great for any met especially but for hitting 400 while like basically not letting the other team do anything but he has to hit 400 because no one else on his team will score him runs so he has to do it all when he pitches it's just okay yeah so he has that he has a 0.56 era and he's, he has 10 starts, and he's 6-2 and two with two no decisions. I mean, at least their record finally reflects at least it's positive, his pitching, at least. But, I mean, it should be like 10-0. and 0. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, there you go. Um, his career ERA, by the way, is 2.5. That's insane, because he's played now, what, 7, seven. Eight, This is his seventh season. Yeah. That's crazy. He's really good. So there's your, your <laughs> ending. Jake DeGrom, very good. Very good. Um, I guess you want to transition to hockey now? Yes. So we're going to do, I think this is kind of our last climbing the corporate ladder because now we're having all of the divisions merging together in the mm-hmm. like final four. So we get to wrap up who I guess the winner of each division, which Steve Dan- Dangle made fun of someone's sentimenter is just like, Toronto Maple Leafs North Division champions because they won it in the regular season it's like no one cares literally yeah. no one cares yeah it's not winning it in the playoffs so in the Honda West Division Vegas beat Colorado in six games um you could tell Colorado was very frustrated mm-hmm. I understand they're still a young team um I think there is a little bit of like piecing together they can do I also think if they would just improve playoff officiating a little bit um, because Colorado had like no penalties in the last like that weren't like that Vegas didn't take any penalties that were like too many men anything besides too many men which is like an automatic call yeah um, in the last like six periods or something like it was insane and when you have Nathan McKinnon on your team, it's like Connor McDavid in eight straight playoff games hasn't so no one's committed a penalty against him. Like BS. That's just completely untrue. Yeah. It's like they're letting a bunch of stuff go. So I think if they eventually start calling a little more in the playoffs, that could help them. I, I yeah. don't know if this season's gonna be the tipping point. I never have confidence in that because the NHL's stupid. <laughs> but Vegas is going on. I really love Vegas. They're a really great team. 
they have a little bit of edge to them, but they have a lot of high skill. Jonathan Marcheseau has been on tear. Alex Petrangelo is a great add to that team. Marc-Andre Fleury, he's kind of been a little like, like he, some games he's absolutely amazing. And then other games he's just good, but he's playing mm-hmm. well enough to keep them in. It's really interesting. And then they're playing the winner of the Scotia North division, which kind of maybe forget because it was so long ago because the Canadians just straight swept the Jets. I yeah. feel like once Mark Shifley got himself suspended, he totally earned that. Yeah. The series was over. Yeah, so, for sure. They Like, it's so, like, the margins for Winnipeg are so razor thin because it's like Hellebuck has to be a godlike, which he kind of was this series. And then you have players who shoot at high percentages but don't necessarily, like, take a ton of shots. And Shifley's one of them. And you take him out <laughs> – kind of losing a lot of your goals which you kind of mm-hmm. need to win um interestingly so obviously how most seasons work is you have your um atlantic and metropolitan division and there's the winner of those two divisions play each other in the final four and then you have pacific and central and the winner of that well technically if we go if we're going by old divisions vegas was in the pacific and montreal Mm -hmm. was in the atlantic and they're playing each other so the travel for that is going to be absolutely hellacious because vegas to montreal it's two opposite sides but not much to be done whoever well yeah whoever vegas was going to play was going to have to travel a lot basically yeah um so that's going to be an interesting Obviously, both teams are going to have to deal with that, but the impacts of that. Um, another storyline that the broadcast will mention 15,000 times <laughs> is um, Max Pacioretty, who is a winger for the Golden Knights, was traded there from Montreal. He was the captain of Montreal, and he was traded. The biggest piece that he was traded for was Nick Suzuki, who is a center who's a prominent part of Montreal's team so very interesting thing um kind of interesting to see how that plays out but I really like Vegas in this one mm-hmm. I just think they're so stacked they're so talented and yeah I just I think part of what Montreal has shown us is the North division was really weak yeah because like Winnipeg yeah. did not look impressive like and I know like and Steve actually mentioned this on the podcast that they were always fighting back against the North Division being so weak all year and they're like kind of got to wear it it seems like they were a little weak so which is interesting because it felt like the North Division was so competitive almost like I don't know it just felt like they had been the stronger of all the divisions they had more top teams that seemed really like they were going to duke it out and then it was like they kind of all crumbled yeah and you just when you look at the other teams all the other three teams like the Canadians are just the odd child out yeah and I feel like anyone besides Toronto that would definitely be true but even Toronto I think I would put Toronto fourth of the teams that are left yeah so I I'm rooting for Montreal just because like they're like the underdog and I again I know I said it last episode I have something against Vegas I don't know what it is I'll figure it out eventually I just I I love Marc-Andre Fleury he's an absolute gem of the game Mm -hmm. so I have to root for Vegas however 
I am committing whoever wins this series, I will root for whoever wins the other series. I want, if Vegas wins, I want them to win the Stanley Cup. If Montreal wins, I want them to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, same. So, moving on. The Mass Mutual East Division. Islanders beat the Bruins in six. I think the biggest thing in this is Tuka Rask is very clearly hurt. He needs surgery, apparently. And the interesting thing is that it was just automatic that they were going to play Tuka. And they had, he had been out for the end of the season and Yaroslav Halak has been out too, who's their backup. So they were playing this guy named Jeremy Swayman and it sounds like a, who the heck is that guy? Yeah. But he was doing amazing. And so a lot of people ask the question, and I think this is a very valid question when injuries come. I mm-hmm. know Tuk is the name, or I know insert player who's injured here is the name, but is the player at whatever percent, that player at whatever percent there are better than Jeremy, is Tuka at, 60%, 70% better than Jeremy Swayman at 100%. And I right. believe the answer is very clearly no. And so I understand that he's a legend. I understand it isn't easy. But I think if he wanted to win, the right choice was him. That said, that a lot of things dried up. And the Islanders are just a really, they're kind of unimpressive in the regular season, but they play a style of hockey for the way playoffs are called and officiated and just the style that playoffs play at. They play really well for that. And they're a lot more with the Kyle Palmieri trade. They're a lot more offensively gifted than people I think like to think. And that Pelic Pulak pair, their number one defensive pair, just lines up against whoever the other team's best line so that's gonna be really interesting that pairing is gonna be I guarantee you is gonna get hard matched against um Braden Point Nikita Kucherov that sort um that said the um so they won and then of course the Discover Central Vision Tampa won they played yesterday Tampa won game one um so that's interesting. Tampa beat Carolina. And I think it kind of sucks for Carolina because I think there is this tendency to be like, we lost in the second round. Like, oh, duh, the Islanders won yesterday. I'm like, I know that sounded wrong. The Islanders won uh, two to one. And so that, but they won in Tampa, which is pretty huge. Yeah. Um, but Carolina you lost in the second round, but they had to play Tampa. Like when the divisions were lined up, if they were going to make it to the final four, they had to beat Tampa. And that just kind of sucks. Cause I feel yeah. like if they were in the North division or in the East division, they probably win those. Yeah. And the West I think is even like, maybe, I don't know. The West is tough too. Cause, and that's the same thing for Colorado, Vegas, Colorado, Tampa, Carolina, I think you could easily argue are the four best teams in the NHL and they play in two divisions. Yeah. It just kind of sucks. Yeah. And so, but I hope, I think, and I think there's enough like numbers nerds in Carolina that they won't <laughs> blow it up. Right. And won't make too many drastic changes. That said, they have to re-sign Dougie Hamilton. And news came out today that they're already letting him talk to other teams. So that way, potentially what they could do is a sign in trade so that he comes to terms with the other team. They sign him to those terms. And it's so he gets an eighth year because you can only get an eight year if you're re-signing with the team and you're only really re-signing is if the trade happens. And so hmm. Carolina would do that so then they could get some assets for him. Um, probably like a, a 
third round pick, something like that, but it'd be better than nothing. So we'll see how that goes, but that is your like really quick, uh, climbing the corporate ladder. Um, it's really interesting, I think, to see all the different uh, matchups going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of getting into real crunch time, um, but it'll be very fascinating to see how this all goes. I did also want to mention big news came out today. Um, the New York Rangers hired Gerard Gallant to be their coach. Yes. A plus hire, absolutely A plus. I wasn't so sure about firing David Quinn because I didn't think Mm -hmm. he really had a bad year I thought the Rangers were about where I would expect them to be and kind of were that plucky young but getting better team but James Dolan had some kind of wanted some radical transformation and you can't argue with Gerard Gallant because he is look what he did to Vegas I mean when Vegas had like a fourth of the talent that Vegas has right now he like transformed that franchise and so I think for New York who's still in a building mode so they have pieces but they don't have everything I think that's great for Gerard Gallant players just seem to love him um so I I love that hire and I think a lot of other teams are kind of mad if I had to guess so I'm mad Rick Bonus or Gerard (sighs) Gallant Hmm, tough call tough call there My mini rant, though, is if the athletic could please specify when they send out notifications like that, that it is the New York Rangers (laughs) making the hire and not just saying. NY, can we do two letters? It literally, I got the notification while I was at work and it said Rangers hire. And I was like, wait, we did what now? And I was like, (laughs) oh, this is the hockey Rangers, not the baseball Rangers. Because I don't think in the notification at all, it specified hockey unless you actually like read the whole thing and you were like okay rangers that's a hockey coach got it yeah and so it is interesting that sometimes sometimes things get me with that too yeah there are some like repeated yeah like the jets there's a few of them there's jets rangers and hockey jets they have their problems they have a weird culture they're they are not the New York Jets. Exactly. Like, very not the New York Jets. <laughs> so um, so with that, do you want to go to rant and rave? Yes. And I have a rant that is hockey related. Okay. Um, because you actually reminded me of it when you were talking about Colorado. Um, I don't, that I just, this came up in my timeline, but I had to mention it because I thought it was hilarious. Um, so this quote-unquote journalist um I don't remember where he used to work but he got fired for oh Adrian Dater Adrian Dater I know this rant and I yeah so he asked a very I'm not even gonna call it a question because there was no question in there and he basically just talked at Nathan McKinnon and then was like agree including dropping an f-bomb yeah and I, I have the, the quote, someone wrote the quote in like over a sparkly pink background, which somehow makes it better. Um, and like, I will say, I do understand when you like ask an athlete a question and you kind of like ramble into it because I've done it. But at least when I do it or other people do it, you know what they're trying to ask. I still don't understand where he was going with this. But um, 
this is literally word for word what he asked. Uh, Nate, you know, I know you're a gamer and uh, and all this. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking maybe out loud as far as in your shoes right now. It's like, all right, we've done all the things we can do. We've done all the game planning we can do maybe maybe just fuck it we'll just go in next year and not think of think that anymore and just win this thing when we don't think so much is it that uh am I on the right path at all with this like maybe you just guys think a little too much what and Nate McKinnon had the only right response to this no right like what else can you say to that first of all what answer did he think he was going to get? And because this is the thing too, hockey players and McKinnon isn't like a bad interview. So if you like give, even if you're trying to spoon feed him to say something, yeah. he'll kind of go with you. How is he even supposed to know what you're spo- like? It's just rambly. I, I don't know, know what his point is. Right. I know I say um and uh a lot when I talk. And when I'm telling you that I read that word for word, all the uhs and ums were what he said. So, like, I didn't even add those because I was trying to figure out where he was going. That was his thing. And I'm still, like, so you were asking him if they're just not going to give a shit next year? Like, is that the question you were legitimately asking an athlete, A, in general, and B, right after losing a playoff game series? Like, what? And the thing, too, is... You have one question per, like, it's a Zoom call. Yeah. Where you have one question. And it's just like, okay, but I also have to get this out there because it kind of got blown up by Pete Blackburn, who is amazing. He's hilarious. And, uh, Adrian responded because Adrian is a jerk. That's oh, how I found the quote. <laughs> oh, thanks, Pete, for the lesson in online de- defor- decorum. And Pete said, I mean, your question was literally this with the the Bill O'Reilly, fuck it, we'll do it live yeah. quote. Oh my yeah. God, I laughed. And then um, Adrian responds, fair enough, just talking like hockey people talk. Sorry if it's too sensitive in your for your ears. Um, and Pete responds, you're right. Nate seemed to get it. Yeah. Which, and and <laughs> Adrian responds, you're right, Pete. I forgot you're the best beat, beat writer in hockey. Oh, wait, just forgot. You've never been a beat writer, never covered a team day today. Which is like, screw off because you haven't done it well. And then right. Pete Blackburn with the kill sends a screenshot of Adrian Dater who has blocked him, like the Adrian Dater blocked you with, but I thought I was the one who was too sensitive. perfect done perfect and the other issue I have like even if he worded that question in a good way it's a yes or no question and you're not supposed to ask yes or no questions because you don't get a good quote from that and that's the whole reason you're asking questions is to get a good quote it wouldn't be a good question anyways but I'm I'm telling you if he asked a yes or no question that just made some kind of sense Nate would go with it Right. Yeah. Because he's lucky because is a good interviewer. But like, could you, if he asked Jamie Ben that question, you just get a wide-eyed stare and move on. Yeah. What, Regardless of if the question made sense. 
that's so that's that <laughs> um yeah I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know what to make of that I don't even know if I really have a rant this week um except uh smoke detectors somehow always chirp when it's like in the middle of the night they never chirp at like 10 a.m it's always in the middle of the night so mine chirps at this is like a week ago that's why I didn't have one last week middle of the night I'm like I can't sleep now I was in bed sleeping and so I have to go downstairs figure out it's in my basement get on this step stool thing and then I feel the step stool move and I'm like oh this isn't good and I could kind of had enough time to know it was falling and then caught myself and so it created these huge bruises and then yesterday I hit my knee that was already bruised on um the bed so that's great so let's see if you can even see this Oh my God, Laura. She's not, I'm not even that close to the camera and she can see. And this is just a little bit. It goes like to here. There's stuff on this side. I'm showing Morgan. It's, it's gnarly looking. How I imagine hockey player needs to look like. Yeah. And it just like, if I touch it, like it looked even worse yesterday because after I ran it into the bed, there was like this huge knot on it. It was horrid. So yeah. if you could just break in the daytime I would have all my senses truly and it was scary I realized because I didn't bring my phone and I fell and luckily I didn't break anything or, and it was carpeted and everything was fine but if I'd have fallen I live alone in a basement I didn't like I don't live in the basement but <laughs> I was in the basement I would have to crawl up the stairs yeah always bring get your my phone, phone with you Yes, I learned that. <laughs> I didn't think about, I wasn't thinking about a lot of things because I was right. just asleep, but it was like, oh man, that would have been a time like trying to lug my like <laughs> broken leg or whatever I had. Like, I, I don't even know how I'd do that. So yes, that almost was really bad and it was still pretty bad, but yeah. You know. Okay. So with that, let's do some raves because I need some good news. <laughs> raves so another reason we didn't record last week is last week was the first week I worked full-time I started a new job which is really exciting and I really like it so far and it's at a photography studio which I'm really excited about we're only this is my last week of training and we start like for real taking pictures next week which is nerve-wracking but exciting I'm I'm so glad to be done with the job hunt and like have a full-time job not worry about that now I can feel like a real real adult I'm so excited for you it's exciting <laughs> um my rave is not near as important this like <laughs> it's it should just be like Morgan's awesome I'm so excited about this job she <laughs> so deserves it thanks but um this just came through because so first of all Vegas just scored so it's one nothing at okay. the time we're recording this but this came from Sportsnet's Caroline Cameron um, Brendan Gallagher just gave his grandma a shout out on national TV. He plays for the Canadians. So like, and he's That's like kind so of one gracious. of those pest jerky yeah. on the ice guys. And he gave his grandma a shout out and he, it's just everything to me. That's, That's so precious. sweet. So shout out to Brendan Gallagher. You're, you're, that's just wonderful. You're so. a pest that loves your grandma. So that's adorable. Yes. So absolutely stand that um yes. also I did want to shout out I retweeted this on my Twitter um 
I'm kind of giving myself a bonus rave here. Go for it. John was talking about, he posted on Instagram about his retirement and everything. Yes. And I want to read it because I just think it's really good. And obviously trigger warning, there's some mental health stuff. It's not too intense, but just in case. Um, someone asked me the other day what I do for, like to do for fun and I didn't give him an answer because I didn't have one. I'm writing this post because I'm tired of letting depression destroy my life. The realization that my career has come to an end has really fucked with my identity. What I'll miss most about the game of hockey is providing inspiration. So I've decided to rollerblade and road trip across the country to hopefully help others facing their own battles. I'll be documenting along the way to share my full story because I know what it feels like to be alone. For me, I watched one video and it changed my life and maybe we want to do this crazy thing. If I can still inspire one person to climb out of their hole, then that's a successful trip and exactly what I'm aiming for, peace and love. And just wish him the best and everything. I think that's really cool. And I love that he didn't just, like, that's a sign of therapy and, like, working mm -hmm. when you get in a funk and it's like, okay, what can I do? What, yeah. How can I get out of it? And don't just wallow in the... Because that's like what your body tells you to do. Yeah. So I think that's really pretty powerful and I really love it. And I just want to shut that out. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to miss seeing him play hockey, but I think it's really cool that he found another project to like work on that's both like positive and helpful for like him and others. Like, I think that's really cool that he found a way to be like, okay, this can help me, but it can also help other people too. And he really has a, a unique perspective yeah. and a voice to lend to this. And I'm excited to see what comes of it. So. Yeah. I will not be rollerblading in solidarity. <laughs> nope. I, my knees are too fragile as they are. So we'll not be doing that. But I have no coordination. So we'll also <laughs> not be doing that. Rollerbladed since high school and I'm about to celebrate my 10-year reunion. So... <laughs> Just not going to do that um but with that i think we, we're good for this week uh we'll come back uh next week for some more fun nhl updates next week is a preview we're going to talk about all of the um awards some are more interesting than others just going to throw that out there but <laughs> we're going to go through them and we'll talk to you all then